One of the things that I have struggled with pretty much all my life, but I have found that mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice has really, really helped me to be able to deal with more effectively and in a more healthy and self-sustaining way. And that is dealing with the stress and fear and uncertainty about the prospect of doing something in the future where I know that I am coming out of my comfort zone, so to speak. And I know that everyone is a little bit different and that uh, all of us have different things that make us uncomfortable. I realize there may be some similarities between people, but I know that ultimately everyone's experience on this human journey is a little bit different. And so what I found is that for me, the most important discovery, and this was something that was really completely a surprise for me, was a couple of years after practicing mindfulness, it doesn't really even matter how long that I was practicing it, but it took some time, and, and, I, can, and I can try to speculate about why I think it took some time, but it really, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter so much as what is most important that what I found is that it is ultimately, and this is what freed me, what I what 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 really causes me difficulty, what really is fuel to the fire, if there is a struggle, if I am feeling some resistance or hesitation or fear or whatever it may be about doing something in the future or experiencing something in the future that makes me uncomfortable are the thoughts that I'm having about the prospect of dealing with something that's going to make me uncomfortable. What I what I uh, laughed or was joking, I laughed and was joking about this recently, that everything would be fine. In other words, anything that I was going to do in the future would really be fine if I just wasn't busy thinking about it. And I really do believe that that for me, it has made such a difference. You know, realizing this did not necessarily create a situation in which I no longer had issues with coming out of my comfort zone. What I what I have experienced is that there has still there still is a comfort zone. And that's the other thing that I want to say too is that that and that has been a surprise. Not that I really ever thought that that at some point there would no longer be one and I would just be comfortable with everything in life and anything that I was required or needed or felt moved to do. But it really has been that the comfort zone still exists. But even that, when you boil it right down to its least common denominator, so to speak, that it, you know, the comfort zone itself is really just a way of describing thoughts about what we're comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with. And to go even deeper, what I also have seen when I look cl more closely at this is that it's the things outside of that comfort zone that I feel as nervous energy in my body. So in other words, I have some sort of reaction. It may have something to do with something that happened in the past. It may have to do with uh, unfounded fears that I have about something happening that most, in most cases generally doesn't ever come to pass. But it gets really interesting when we start unpacking the comfort zone itself and realizing that it is really, and, and there again, I'm not dismissing it or saying that it's not real or that it doesn't exist, 
But what I found for myself is that it is ultimately a, a concept or a way of looking at and categorizing things that I am, you know, looking at the prospect of dealing with in the future. And I may have gone through them in the past and they were uncomfortable. And I may know rationally that I, I struggled with something or had a difficult time or something was painful. And that's totally understandable. And, and as, as human beings, I know that that is, that is many times what we're dealing with. But I also know that in, in a lot of cases for me as well, I don't know if it's just as many, but I realize it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it is a considerable percentage of the time. There are things that I really, I'm going into a brand new situation. It may be, and I'll use this as an example, because this is something that I dealt with even as recently as a week ago. As someone who for most of my life, and this is up to and including, uh, you know, probably, you know, going, you know, basically up to uh, before, you know, five years ago, being around new people was very, very difficult for me. And not that I necessarily wanted to go into all that right at the moment. But what I do want to say is that for me, it is one of those areas, uh, the, one of the main areas in which I had struggles. And there definitely was a comfort zone that I was both uh, consciously and unconsciously trying to maintain. I, uh, while I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to be connected with people and I certainly wanted to have experiences where I met people who had new and different perspectives and different stories to tell and uh, bring new energy to my life journey. The prospect of meeting someone was so, un first of all, it was unpredictable. I really had no way to know how a simple conversation would go. And there was a time in my life, oddly enough, and much of my, I'd say a good, great percentage of my life has been spent avoiding being in that situation. And when I did, you know, the times that I had to be around new people that I didn't know and really didn't have any, and, and, and when I really looked at it, what I found was, is that it was because I didn't really know that if I, that I was going to be able to do it, so to speak. And when I say do it, I mean just comfortably or somewhat comfortably be around someone. And even if I was feeling some physical discomfort or nervous energy, I didn't have faith in my own ability to be able to cope with that. And I certainly felt overwhelmed to the point, uh, even thinking about the, uh, the prospect of having a conversation with someone I had never spoken with before, uh, sent chills down my spine and I felt myself contract physically and mentally because I just, I, I, I didn't know if I could really be in the moment with people and not be prepared. <laughs> and that's the other thing is too, I compensated by really over-preparing and then I would really just overwhelm myself. But all of these things that I'm describing, and I'm sharing this only to illustrate the point that all of this, all of the ways in which I was compensating, trying to protect myself, trying to shield myself when I knew I was going to be going into a new situation with someone new, so to speak, or into a situation that with someone new, that there was so much thought around it. And so what I was doing is I was, I was crippling myself both mentally uh, as well as physically because I was so busy trying to think my way through being prepared and I never felt prepared. And I was always, I had there again, that was a belief that was formed by having thoughts that I'm not prepared and that I needed to be prepared. And if I wasn't prepared, uh, 
to meet someone new and sit down with them and actually spend, you know, some amount of time with them and have a ultimately a, a spontaneous conversation that I could not predict where it would go. And now it seems to me like that seems so natural and so much more comfortable. I'm not going to say that there isn't some nervousness from time to time, but it's really more of uh, just, it's something that is just, it's static, it's noise. And I don't notice it as much. And the most important thing I feel like I can convey here is that for me, ultimately, what freed me from the fear of this to the point that it crippled me where I, where I was not open to meeting new people and being around new people, it was realizing that all this really was based on thoughts. And it was based on around beliefs that formed from those thoughts that I had about whatever I felt physically and emotionally in my body. All of that nervous energy was instead of just letting it resolve itself and letting it be there and trusting that I could be there and knowing that I could cope with that and that I, I, I was not going to be in pain to the point that I would not be able to function. I did not have to run away even if I felt, if I felt like running away or if it felt awkward at some point where I wasn't sure what to say. And you know that feeling, and I don't know if everyone can identify when you're looking someone in the eye and suddenly there's just, you can't remember what to say. And what I found is that that's there again, that is just a thought that I can't remember what to say, you know, oh no, what do I do now? And then all those thoughts start happening and the internal reactions start happening. And so really for me, what has happened has been that over the years, and I didn't really you know, find this out in a per, in, in on purpose, so to speak. This has really been a complete surprise for me. And to be able to find some freedom from uh, being completely consumed uh, and having my life affected to the point that, you know, by this fear of coming out of the comfort zone. And, and, and really for me, I identified that the one thought that always kept coming up, and there again, I don't know if any, if, you know, how many people can identify it is that same question that I kept asking myself, how am I going to do this? I, you know, and then it's the statement, I don't know if I can do this. And the more that I ask myself that question and the more that I make that statement and the more that I believe that thought that I cannot quote unquote do this. And really you can fill in the blank with anything. You know, it can, this can be way about way more than just meeting new people. It could be about anything that we do that we have this internal conflict. It's some, you know, there's things that we want to do, or in some cases even feel like we need to, or we're moved to do them, but it is so difficult for us to do because it's outside of our comfort zone. And once in a while, when we accidentally get out of our own way, and I definitely have had that happen over the years that I would so suddenly it would get, e it would be very easy to do it, to come out of my comfort zone doing something and I always wondered, you know, was that some kind of magic? How did that happen? And what I realized later was that what happened was it's amazing. And I guess I could call that magic. It's amazing the magic that happens when I get out of my own way. And the way that I get in my own way is through all of these thoughts, these habitual thoughts that I'm thinking about how hard it is to come out of my comfort zone, about how I can't do that, the self-judgment and the negative self-talk that I continue to feed to myself over and over again. And in many cases, it's mindless. In many cases, I'm not even aware I'm doing it because it's become so habitual 
It's automatic. And that is where mindfulness practice helps so much because it allows people and it has allowed me to really tune into what my mind is thinking, what my brain is thinking. What am I telling myself, even in the most subtle of ways? In many cases, it is thoughts that are in my head. In some other cases, it's a little bit more silent. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little more subtle than that. It might be a habitual body uh, reaction or a physical reaction, some sort of bracing or tightening or pushing against something. And if I can get much quieter, and I realize I don't always have the opportunity to do this uh, in the middle of life, in the middle of the storm while it's all happening, or even if it's, there's not a storm, if it's just there's a lot of things going on, nothing necessarily difficult or challenging is happening. It's just that life is moving at a pace where I may not have the, the time and the mental bandwidth to go into a quiet room and sit down uh, a certain way or, or stand or whatever it works for, you know, whatever works for the person that's do, engaging in some sort of meditative practice and actually engaging in mindfulness practice. Sometimes the best that I can do as a human being is to just be what I call mindful on my feet. And so when I speak about mindful coping, that's really what that's about. I practice mindfulness uh, when it is quiet, when I have the space to do so, and when I, when I, am in, when I, have the, when I allow myself the gift of headspace to be able to engage in this practice. And all it is is as extraordinarily simple as it sounds, but it is certainly not easy. But it does yield benefits, and that is to pay attention to my thoughts and not to analyze them, not to judge them, not to judge myself for having them, not to fault myself for having them, just to be aware that it's happening. And if I, the more that I, and, and I, this was something that really I was not, was not planned for me, this was a beautiful, incredible, serendipitous surprise. One day I realized the more that I had been doing this practice, the more that it has been easier for me to actually be mindful this way and, and see my own thoughts when I'm out in the world, out in the marketplace, so to speak. You know, I can practice, you know, uh, figure, figuratively speaking, on the mountaintop or in a cave where I can control the environment. But when I'm out in the marketplace, out in the world where everything is happening around me, when I can control so little of it, this practice, mindful coping, as I refer to it, and I realize that's just one for one name for it. This could really be called whatever uh, makes sense to someone. But for me, because so much of my life, the struggles were about coping in the middle of life while it was all happening. And so because I could not cope very well and it was difficult for me to cope, I basically created an, a, an entire life where most of it was spent in isolation, being reclusive in my cave or on the mountaintop, not literally, always more figuratively. And I basically wanted to be able to control the entire environment that I was finding myself in. And the only way that I could do that was to remove people from the equation, to remove variables from the equation that I could not control and I could not predict and they were they were uncertain. And what I found is the more that I that I took advantage of that time in isolation practicing mindfulness, really paying attention to these thoughts, has really and, and really at that time almost everything was out of my comfort zone. The only things that the only things that were in my comfort zone were those few things that I really could control. And over the past five years, and this is speaking as someone who is now 57 years old. So when I say this has been a, a, a tremendous 
tremendously great number of years, this is, this is the bulk of my life spent that way, that really this is something that is still very new to me. And what I find is that even when I do feel and I and I become very aware that I'm coming out of my comfort zone, and I start, I will, and I will catch myself in the act of, and that's not saying it said in a judgmental way, but I did this as recently as a week ago, and I had a situation where I was meeting someone and really sitting down. I met them briefly uh, before, but was going to be having a longer conversation, and and I was not going to be able to control all the variables. I was not going to be able to go into this completely prepared because it made no sense for me to be overly prepared. And what I, when I say that, what I mean is that they, there's no way for me to be with people if I have it all choreographed and I have it all planned out. I realize there are formal meetings where there are you know, situations in business or organizational dynamics, uh, or even maybe personal business where we do have to have a, a to-do list and we do have to have you know, a checklist where we make sure we have certain things prepared to bring to a meeting with someone. But what I realize is that there's so many times in life where that's not the case. And all I really need to do, all I really am capable of doing, and it's enough, and this is enough whether it's me or someone else, is just simply showing up and being with some with other people and being however I find myself. And I know that for me, that has been out of my comfort zone for so long. And that it, it, it amazes me to realize, that, and really what has happened here is that I, you know, there's, no, there's been no miraculous change on my part. I just simply have become aware of how I've crippled myself and prevented myself and got in my own way and prevented myself from being able to be around new people. And so if there is any magic, as I'd said before, it is that I can be aware of the fact that the only one standing in my way of that and preventing me from doing that and also, the only person who's choosing to be in fear of it is me. I can't blame that on anybody else, nor would I want to. It's really my responsibility, and I want to, and I want to take that responsibility of paying attention to my thoughts and how I get in my own way with believing them when I realize that I'm really just feeling a certain way physically and emotionally. And my response to that, even if, it, if I find myself thinking thoughts that are not serving me well or helping me be the best person I can be in the moment, that I have this, this tool to use, basically mindfulness practice. And the more that I practice that, the mindful, there's, to me, there's really, I don't have a handbook for practicing mindful coping. There's no real uh, goal for that. What I find is that's just a state in which I am in when I continue to practice mindfulness, when I have the ability to do that. And the more that I do that, the more that I find that I can actually practice mindful coping out in the marketplace, in the, out in the world. And it really is something that just happens. It is, uh, I don't have to aspire to it. I don't have to make it a goal. It simply happens. And just by recognizing that for me, the most, re and there again, that's, this is just from paying attention what I've realized by just realizing, and this is just an example, one repetitive thought or one thought that I typically have is, how am I going to do this? And now when I find myself thinking that, I laugh. And it's not laughing at myself or making fun of myself. There's just this release of tension and realizing, there I go again, I'm asking that question. It's a question that I, need, I really don't need to ask myself and I really don't need to answer it. 
But it happens because I'm human and it's habitual. But I don't, I don't have to try to self-improve my way to try to prevent myself from asking the question. It's okay to ask the question and it's okay not to have an answer. And I'm just saying that for myself. I can't say that for anyone else. But having that freedom from needing to, from, you know, to the freedom to not have to stop having that question come up and to not have to answer it is just really a gift that I've given myself through engaging in this practice. And the the most beautiful part about this is that there's nothing special, unique, or amazing about me. This is available to anyone who chooses to practice it. And what I find is the freedom that it can bring about from these just very common ways in which we really invest in creating this comfort zone and then the way that we make it so difficult for ourselves when we move outside of it. At some point, even the concept of comfort zone really just becomes, it becomes just that. It's a concept. It's just a belief. When I, when I realize, when I really break it down and unpack this, that there's just, this is just something that I believe exists. And it really does not, you know, empirically speaking, it does not really exist. This is just really a set of beliefs that I have either have formed both unconsciously and consciously as a way to kind of sort out and categorize and file my hesitations and fears and my self-defeating beliefs about what I'm not capable of doing and things that I can't be comfortable doing because I think that I can't and I believe that I can't. And as long as I think and believe that I can't, I probably can't. And so for me, this is what really changes the game. This very simple, ancient practice that is simple, but as I always, as I always feel compelled to say, it is not easy, but it certainly has made my life evolve to, to an experience where I really can cope mindfully out in, the, out in the world, where it's all happening all at once, seemingly, out in the marketplace, and it has really been life-changing for me.